Welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're Chris and Jamie Bailey. We're married, we're Christian counselors, and we're marriage coaches. We're here because we want to help you have what we have, a God-centered, fun, connected marriage filled with friendship and laughter. And we know what God has done for us, and we trust that He can do the same thing for you. So no matter where you're at in your marriage, join us as we share biblical truth, practical tips, and lots of laughs along the way. Get ready, because we're going to help you. Enjoy the journey. And welcome to the podcast. We are excited to have you back again. We're doing our summer cycle, little breaks here and there. And if you haven't been listening, we actually did something really super special last episode where we interviewed Dr. Clark and we were able to talk to him. So that was really a great interview, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And if you haven't listened to it, then I don't do. know if fun is the right word. Well, <laughs> we talked about narcissistic abusive marriages, but it's very powerful. It was very powerful. Very powerful. Definitely. And very fun to work with him. Oh, yeah. And, and talk with yeah, him. Yeah, great. Dr. Clark's guy. great. Yeah. And so go back, listen to episode 70, Enough is Enough. Uh, so, but that was, that was terrific. And now you get us again. <laughs> which, which, hey, that's a great thing. Yes, it is. We're glad that you're here with us. And we wanted to actually talk about, with this idea of enough is enough and talk about marriages, you know, we wanted to talk about, you know, what is my marriage healthy, right? Because mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about some mediocre marriages in the past. We've talked about things to do, tips and suggestions and all that fun stuff. But I, we've never really taken the time to, to lay out what healthy marriages look like. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a picture, you know, a strong idea of what you're shooting for, then it's really hard to get there. Right. And you may not know that you have some unhealthy things in your marriage mm-hmm. because you learn to accept things over time. Right. Well, and yeah, there's a certain concept. We, we've mentioned this before. We actually, we've even had a podcast about what's, what's modeled matters. Mm-hmm. And so we learn in these families, environments, that this is what marriage looks like. Yeah. This is what a, a husband looks like. This is what a wife looks like. And certainly culture is going to feed into that. And if we have the wrong idea, mm. then that's going to bleed into our marriages. Right. Right. And we'll have no idea that we might be living in an unhealthy relationship. Mm. It, we have to know what the real thing is before we can recognize the counterfeit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You all may have heard this before. You know, then when they teach you the treasury department or at the bank, right, they'll show them what real bills feel like and look like so that way they can recognize counterfeits. Yeah. And if if we don't have exposure to the the quote unquote real things, right? The target. I don't know if anyone's hitting it on all cylinders, but mm-hmm. you know, or the goal. I right. guess the outlined goal, the ideal. If you don't know what that looks like, then certainly it's hard to know if you're going to come in close. Right. Right. And so that's what we want to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So there's certain ideas, certain things that you can look for that are included in a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we, let's break those down. All right. Well, the first one, and I think like this is the biggest one. If you don't get this one, you're not really going to have much of a marriage at all. Mm-hmm. And that's trust. Yeah. You know, you have to have trust, trust and faithfulness. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, they're hand in hand. Those two go together. And even if you think about our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. would not really exist 
if we didn't have trust there. Oh, yeah. If we did not believe he is who he says he is and trust that he is sovereign, that he is who he says he is and does what he says he's going to do, then where do we go with that? We, we can't have a relationship if we're not willing to trust God. No, that's true. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. Where do you go from there? If mm-hmm. you don't even have those, that very basic, if I can't depend on knowing that what you're telling me is true, that you're, if you tell me that you love me, that you mean it, um, that you, if you're telling me that you have eyes and, and only desires for me, mm-hmm. that, that you do follow through with that. Right. Yeah. I have to be able to trust you. I have to believe that you're faithful. And you know, and I hear some people say it's a little naive to fully trust your spouse. And I'm like, I get that, but that's not how we roll. Mm-hmm. I really, I trust you a hundred percent. May you ever betray me and all of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all human. That can happen, Sure. but there's not an ounce of me that believes that you will. No. And, and that's how I think we should be functioning is just sold out trust for our spouse and be willing if it ever gets betrayed, that's going to be between me and God to work that out. And we're going to have to overcome stuff like that. But I don't want to live my life, my marriage with you, like withholding and not being able to fully trust you. Right. Well, I mean, that's then we'd be waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Right. We're not truly able to give ourselves to the other person wholeheartedly or as wholeheartedly as we are able to, uh, you know, as us mere mortals, to, to sacrificially mm-hmm. love if we think that the other person might twist that knife on us at any time. Right. And there's some of you that might be living without that trust, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and there might be reasons for it. You can have a situation of if you're in a marriage and your husband is coming home late from work and your mind starts rattling off with all these anxieties of who he might be with, what he might be doing, maybe a specific woman at work comes up Mm. Mm -hmm. and you start going there, that's a problem. Mm. And same thing, if you're a husband and you see your wife like texting somebody and your mind is saying, Hey, who is she talking to? Right. That's a lack of trust you have in your relationship. And sometimes that is earned because you know what? There has been some dishonesty going sure. on. Yeah. There has been maybe some past betrayal, but sometimes it's because you know what? My mom had an affair on my dad. Mm. Yeah. My dad betrayed my mom. Past injuries. And so now I have triggers that have nothing to do with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Either one of those situations, you want to work on it. You yeah. want to get that fixed. You want to address the trigger, but you also want to address the fact that, you know what? I don't trust you, and I believe there's good cause not to. Because if you don't deal with trust issues in your marriage, you will not go anywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. You're just dead in the water. How can you move forward if you don't feel the other person's who they say they are and what they say they are and will always be there for you. Yeah. So you have mm-hmm. to have good, solid trust as a foundation in your marriage. And the next one, this is a big one too. It's empathy. Mm-hmm. And this is where like couples really struggled with this. And it, if you take, let's take the stay at home mom situation with the, with the husband who works, husband comes home rattling how hard his day is. And, <laughs> and the wife's typical response is what? you have no idea. At least you got to pee by yourself. Oh, come on. That you never know, happens. Yeah, you you got to eat lunch with adult people. You got to do things. You didn't have kids hanging on you all day. And then he's talking about all the deadlines and the stress. And it becomes this game of one-upping each other. And there's zero empathy at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's just an idea of forced empathy. 
right? You know, so it's, wait, hold on. You, you need to, if you feel this way, then this is a, a doorway to you to understand my pain. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about my pain because then now I have this window. You Maybe you'll understand. Maybe you'll appreciate it. No, usually doesn't go the way we want it to. No, it doesn't. Very rarely, very rarely. It does start to feel like a one-upping. It feels like a mm-hmm. challenging. It's like, well, you know, I, I, I want to share this with you, but all you want to do is just tell me how yours is worse. So and it could start to shut people down. Yeah. I'm, and I, you know, when you don't have empathy or when I have a spouse who maybe doesn't have empathy for me, who I feel like they're not listening, they're not understanding mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is a couple of things. Me personally, I'm probably going to get louder. I'm going to give you more scenarios where Mm -hmm. I can try to force you, like you're saying, that forced empathy. Well, let me do this or let me kind of hurt you in this area, maybe, Mm -hmm. to make you understand because I'm so desperate for that empathy. Sure. You know, or because if you can feel the pain that I feel, then maybe you'll empathize with me. Right. Maybe you'll change. That's exactly it. Yeah. Or. I'm just going to be silent, which I think this probably would be you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be silent. I'm going to disconnect. And I'm going to secretly resent you. Yeah, I'll shut down and just be... Yeah, I'm going to listen to what you're saying, but I'm going to be in my head stewing Mm -hmm. about the fact that you're not giving me my voice, that you don't even care about me. Right. And so it'll be very hard for me to care about you and your concerns at that time. And look, guys, empathy is a healer. Right, mm-hmm. it's a fixer of a lot of problems. I mean, simply just by having empathy can really help bring in a lot of healing and mm-hmm. just solve a lot of issues. I don't want to oversimplify that, but really, it yeah, does. just listening, mm-hmm. you know, seeking to understand and be in things with your spouse when they're having mm-hmm. a hard time. Get in there with them. Sure. Be alongside them. Don't try to one-up them. Yeah, well, I forget the reference, but in all humility, consider others more than ourselves. Mm -hmm. Take the time. Figure out, you know, have humility and figure out, hey, what's going on with you then? Okay, yeah, tell me, how was your day? Yeah. Yeah, and so that that is something we for sure want to have in our marriages. Mm-hmm. And if you're not connecting on that level, if, if when your spouse shares something with you, if you're natural instinct is to one-up them or it gets a little (laughs) prickly and you get a little upset, that's an area you need to work on. That's an area of growth for Mm -hmm. you. And here's another one. This one goes across the board. It's intimacy. Mm -hmm. You've got to have intimacy in your Mm -hmm. marriage. You know, we go back to Genesis 2.24 and God talks about two becoming one. Right. You cannot get more intimate than that. No, it is a process, guys. So it's not just a, a, you hit a switch mm-hmm. and then boom, now you're one. So you got to work on it. You got to choose to continue to become one, to be in the process of becoming one. And I was thinking as far as the most important command, love the Lord your God mm-hmm. with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, this is the most important. The second one is love others as, as yourself. Well, you know. Things in the Bible are laid out in kind of a progression. It's usually intentional. It's very, mm-hmm. very rarely order. Not. Yeah, there's He's an a order. God of order. Well, mm-hmm. and if you think about that, how we get in our own relationships and have this intimacy, our hearts are in this, and you know, and oh, I love them, and they feel so great, and then we we put our souls, and we can't live without them. He's and, my soulmate. Yeah, and just love them <laughs> with all of our strength, and we'll always be good and always be together. And but it has to continue on to the mind, mm-hmm. right? We've got to have this intimacy. And I like saying it, this, you know, think of it into me, see just this connection of knowing each other deeply better than anybody else in the world Yeah, to be known and to know. 
Yeah, and we want to do that. And that's when you talk about loving one another with our mind. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes in as a choice. Yeah. That's where it's where, Absolutely. you know what, you are not lovable today, but I'm going to love you. <laughs> right. I'm going to love you anyway. And mm-hmm. there are different forms of intimacy that you want to have in your marriage. First, we've got emotional intimacy. Right. We have to be letting each other in on what's going on internally. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, if, if, yeah, because if you don't know what's going on with me, you don't, you can't read my mind. Mm-hmm. So if it just stays in my head, you'll come up with whatever you want to. And That's it's, right. it's usually self-protective. It's were, usually not, right. not beneficial. Right. And, and physical intimacy, yep. you know, that is a need. Now you're going to mm-hmm. have all kinds of hills and valleys in that area. If you're having children, if you're aging, <laughs> if you have stress or a, a crisis or tragedy happening, mm-hmm. that's going to yeah. wane. Hormonal changes during life cycles, yes. all sorts of things. Yeah. But you need to be connecting physically. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a home where I don't remember a single day that my parents, my mom and my stepdad slept in the same room together. Mm. And they didn't have, they didn't have, I never saw them sharing. I never saw them having coffee together, talking about what's going on in their lives. And they lived like two separate lives. There was no intimacy at all. It was complete disconnect. Mm-hmm. And there might be a lot of you out there who aren't sleeping in the same room or in the same bed with your, your husband or wife. That's not... The goal. No. That's well, not healthy. Even just a, affection. I, I was hearing, reading some research about affection, that we need 10 shows of affection a day mm. just to maintain emotional health. Yeah. You know, and that's in physical and emotional. So we need to be touching each other, holding hands, hugging, kissing, you know, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. God is big about unity. He says mm. a lot about mm-hmm. unity and, and that is part of it. It's through intimacy that we can be that two that becomes one. And yep. that is what it's about. And we don't want to have that slow drift happen. Mm-mm. And you know, one of the things that can get in the way of intimacy is when you have a spouse that does not take ownership. Mm-hmm. They don't take personal responsibility yep. for things that they're doing wrong. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's one thing to not take ownership because, well, it's sad because then you have no growth. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything else is everybody else's problem. I'm waiting for the world to change. It's actually a very yeah. helpless thing. But the challenge in relationships and all too often what we'll see is there's a lot of blame. Yeah. There's a, yeah. well, if you wouldn't do this yeah. or you're the one who does that or, okay, well, I might do this, but you do it too. And so there, there's a lot of deflection versus going, okay, you know what? Let's just look at what it is that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do I have personal responsibility? I mean, that could be very powerful. I can be the hero and going, yeah, I do. I can change. Right. I can do something about it. Yeah, and we need to have that humility. Humility mm-hmm. is a big part. This is my least favorite part of marriage, honestly. <laughs> you know, this is the one that gets me. The humility to go, you know what, I can do better. Yeah. I am sorry that I did that, that I blew up at you, that I spoke this way to you. Mm-hmm. And then I have the humility to change and allow the Holy Spirit to redirect me mm-hmm. and turn me around in, in that repentance. And we have to have that in marriage. And this is one of the things... There are a lot of one-sided marriages that are out there mm-hmm. where yeah. one of Sadly you is not, and it, and I'll just say it, it's primarily the husbands. Usually. And you, we hear from a lot of the wives a lot more than we do the husbands. They're not willing to invest anything in their marriage. Mm-mm. They're not willing to change. They're, they might even be gaslighting if we get into the abuse. And if that's mm-hmm. your situation, you have to listen to last week's episode, yeah, episode, episode 70. 70. But they're not willing, and it's, it's a constant state of Everything is one spouse's fault. Mm, mm-hmm. Everything's your fault. There's no ownership. That is abusive. It is. 
That is abusive. Yeah, and, there's a continued pattern. Right. And we can do that because we're not spiritually mature. Uh-huh. You know, we struggle to apologize, but we always need to have the humility to be willing to grow. Even if it's tiny little steps, uh-huh. there needs to be efforts. A one-sided marriage is not a healthy marriage. Yeah, and growth is a challenge, guys. We understand mm-hmm. that. Actually, I had somebody who said that, look, people tell me marriage is hard. It's not not marriage that's hard. It's the growth. It is. It's the growth that's yeah, hard. It's and the it's, spiritual maturity. It's required. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all in the process of being made into the image of Christ. It's right. not going to happen overnight, and it's certainly... Certainly, well, I live in a glass house, so I know it's not certainly not going to happen overnight, and it's not going to be an easy process. Right. It's not going to be a quick process either. No, it's not, but it needs to be a process that you're willing to go on. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want you living in one-sided marriages, and so we want you to both be able to take personal responsibility, own the things you're doing wrong, be humble enough to be willing to change and to grow and to correct the things you're doing wrong, and you've also got to throw forgiveness in there. Oh, yeah. Forgiveness has to be a part of marriage. Yeah, forgiveness, absolutely. Grace. Mm-hmm. In, in understanding a proper definition of forgiveness, that it's it's for you, it's not necessarily for them, you, they don't have to ask for mm-hmm. sorry, but it also doesn't mean that what they did was okay. Right. But if they're repeatedly doing the same thing mm-hmm. without ever asking for your forgiveness, forgiveness, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's a big red flag. And we'll just wrap up on this one. Friendship. Mm, Yep. You've got to be able to like one another. You have to have that friendship. You have to have fun in your marriage. There are so many benefits that come from being best friends. Uh And maintaining that friendship throughout all of the journey, throughout all the hills and valleys, Mm -hmm. even especially in the challenges, knowing that you got each other's back and that that you're in this, you know, battle buddies. Yeah. um, I'm trying to think of what is it called? The ride or dies. Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Because friendship is one of those things that if you, and they have, they've surveyed couples who have been married longer than 50 years. Mm -hmm. And when they're asked what has kept you together, what is the key? What's the the secret secret sauce? sauce. (laughs) Yes. To your marriage. This is their answer. They're my best friend. Mm -hmm. And we've had an episode on that, but it is key. And so all of these things combined here, and of course we can't touch on all of them, Mm -mm. but I believe we've hit some big foundational ones. You've got to have trust empathy, vulnerability. You have to be willing to share things, that emotional intimacy with one Mm -hmm. another and all kinds of intimacy, sexual, emotional, mental, all kinds of spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual intimacy. You got to take ownership. You got to add in some humility and forgiveness, and you've got to put some effort and focus on your friendship. Mm -hmm. These are images of a healthy marriage and don't be alarmed If you look at this and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have any of these. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Start somewhere. The goal is a healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. Any steps forward is movement in the right direction. And so what I want to challenge you with, what we we both want to challenge (laughs) you with this week is pick one of these areas. If there's one that jumped out to you, grab a hold of that one and focus on that. Mm-hmm. Spend the week. If it's friendship, you know what? I'm going to come home every night and we're going to do something fun together. Yeah. If it's intimacy or vulnerability, I'm going to share my honest feelings about how my day was at work today mm. or what mm-hmm. is scaring me right now or what is overwhelming me right now. So pick one of those categories and really put your focus on it and do something to change because at the end of the day... Even those small changes, 
They're going to help you enjoy the journey.